Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You have tuned in to the fastest hour in Christian Talk Radio. Many thanks to Ace Andrews, who will be engineering the show today and taking your calls. I'm David Johnson, filling in for the traveling Jim Brangenberg. Jim, I hope you're having a great time and you can manage to not listen to the show until later because <laughs> we know you'll hear it. Uh, but anyway, you can check out the latest on the iWorkForHim.com website. While you're there, please prayerfully consider joining the iWorkForHim Nation. And with that commitment, you'll start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. A fantastic commitment to make. I Work For Him is on the air so that you and I know how to engage the lost in the workplace. Our workplace is our mission field. And in that mission field, you and I, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. Most of us need a paradigm shift in our minds in order to recognize our workplace as our mission field. And Romans 12, 2 talks about this. It says in the New Living Translation, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So every day we're going to take a different approach to looking at the way you and I think about our work, our faith at work. And today we're going to be talking about daily habits for the Christian business leader. I have my good friends, Rod Thompson and Josh Mucho, joining us for this discussion today. We uh, jointly co-host a weekly podcast called The Grow the Dream Show. And that's why I'm thrilled to have you guys here because we do this every week anyway. We do. This is great. Glad to be back. All right. Well, Rod, it's good to have you here and Josh as well. How's it going? You know, I'm, I'm happy to be here, too. Oh, that's great. All right. So talk to me today about what the Lord is doing in your life, Rod. Uh, actually, he's helping to refine my life on a daily basis. Um, and I, uh, I, I need that. You need that. I really need that. I understand that. He's helping to refine your life on a daily basis. How about you, Josh? I'm still stuck on what that means, refine my life on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, not to deflect here. What do you mean by that? Oh, no, it's no problem deflecting. Uh, I've been deflected before. <laughs> um, so basically, it's like it, it even ties in with the, what we're going to be discussing throughout this podcast. But or, <laughs> this podcast, listen to me. We're, we're so it's, it's a habit. You know? <laughs> it it's is a, a habit. It's all good. Okay, you it is a habit. But, but what I'm doing, what, what it means is that I need to, I need to be um, on purpose in what I'm doing throughout the day and not just sort of stumble, bumble my way through the day. Oh, that's a good thing. How about you, Josh? All right. Other than me. just asking about Rod's. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I'm very interested in Rod's life. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I like to look at my relationship with God collectively with my wife. We're doing well. 
So that means your wife's relationship with the Lord is good. <laughs> He's riding on his wife's coattails. No, hey, it happens sometimes, man. I get it. No, no it's, I'm kidding. No, I'm I can answer with. the question. I mean, yeah. God's doing some good things in our, in our life. We're like finally kind of on actually a, 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 the crest, the top of the hill. And like it's looking a little bit better from here. Good. And that's uh, that's exciting. We've, we've taken some risks in the past that are pi- finally paying off. And so like we're. Oh, that's great. That's good to hear. summertime. And that helps. So for you listening, uh, Rod is a 30-year veteran journalist who has now joined the other side. He helps businesses grow, and uh, and he helps them with their messaging, shaping their messaging, and also uh, with visibility and publicity and, and PR and all that sort of good stuff. Uh, Josh is a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I don't mean that he started a serial company. Uh, I just mean that he's, <laughs> he's a Captain Crunch entrepreneur. <laughs> That's a confusing he's had, term, you know. He's had more than one business that he started. I like to kill lots of entrepreneurs. Okay. <laughs> I'm no, not sure I'd admit that on killer. air, but that's okay. okay. So, no. uh, uh, But the, the three of us all have a passion for helping small businesses grow. And so I know one of the things that uh, that is happening, I, I believe this today, I believe that God is, is lighting a spark in people's lives to start and own businesses. And that excites me very much because I think it's part of, you know, when we talk about having our, our faith play a role in the workplace, I think there's no better way for believers to impact the business world than by owning businesses. Now, granted, not everybody's called to it, so I'm not suggesting that that's the case. Right, because those businesses need employees also. Right. Uh, And and it would be sort of hard to hire believers if all believers were called to own businesses. Correct. That would would be weird. Uh. (laughs) But I understand and I agree with what you're saying because when you own a business, um, particularly as a Christian, and you want to have sort of a Christ-like imprint on the business and in the morals and in the applications of the business... Um, you can only do that when you're the owner, when you're running the show. If you are an employee at a business, you're much more limited. Now, there's still an awful lot of opportunities that we have as Christians, as employees in the workplace, but the options are more limited. So I, I love the idea that God would be starting such a fire. I think so. And I, I think that businesses tend to take on the characteristics of their owners. So, uh, you know, if you've ever met somebody that kind of thrived on chaos, have you ever met somebody that was like that, where they, they're just, their whole world was, you know, chaos all the time. And then when they start a business, guess what? The whole business is in chaos. Like, even if they hire orderly people who know how to, you know, have structure and reflects it, but you find it, it just sort of works its way out. And I think that's, I think that's neat how that happens. I mean, not that there's chaos in in their business. I don't mean that. I just mean that, that businesses sort of take on the characteristics of their owners. And so it's a way for us to manifest outwardly what God is doing inwardly in our lives, hopefully. Right. In a much more flexible way than you can as an employee. Although if you're an employee in a uh, Christian-owned business like that, then you might have a whole lot more flexibility and opportunities. Yeah, no, it's true. So uh, today our discussion is going to be on daily habits for the Christian business leader. And I am looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about this, because it could be uh, that we have a a pretty fascinating discussion. So um, do you guys want to give me a 10 second sneak peek on the daily habits. <laughs> I thought you were going to be okay. You're asking questions. All right, here we go. So what habits are there things we can do every single day that are going to enhance both our business lives and the success of our business while also growing us or drawing us closer to Christ and others around us. We're talking about daily habits for the Christian business leader. And um, of course, I hinted at this a minute ago, but but you guys like to read. Nope. Yes, I do like to. <laughs> I like to read, uh, but I, I'm not doing so hot on the 
I don't know the encouraging like inspirational. Faith, uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm really on. Uh, Are you reading a, Pablum? I'm really no. I'm really into a fiction. I'm on a fiction. You're on yeah, a fiction kick. Kind of so, a little bit what I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm using reading right now to in, escape less than inspire. But, um, you know, there, there's some good stuff in uh, escaping. Okay. Well, we probably won't go into what you're trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> so um, I, I, I'm, I'm a huge reader, but I have found in recent years that I have struggled with creating the time to read on a regular, oh, uh, sure. on a regular basis. So, there's so um, much going on on Twitter. It's true. You have to keep up with your Twitter stream and your Facebook. I mean, yeah. No, I, I uh, social media hurts. I have uh, I have started to read more audio or listen to more audiobooks. Uh, you know, it's funny how you still consider it reading. I do. I, I do. do. Too. Yep. Yeah. So I've enjoyed that a lot. Hey, and, what speed do you listen to it at? I hear I I have a couple friends that are, they're convinced that 1.5 works. Like they can absorb it at 1.5 speed. I suspect that that's true. I haven't really tried it very much. I, I, I still listen at regular speed. I, I've listened at 1.5 for a while, and I can absorb it, but it is a lot more work. And I really don't enjoy, then, the experience sure. nearly so much because I have to work so hard to do it. So I, I always end up going back to one. There's 1.25 now. Did you know that? Ooh, I could try that. Check that out. Well, my podcast app allows me to, like, you can make very granular adjustments in yeah, the speed sure. on podcasts. But uh, I don't know. I haven't tried it with Audible. Uh, and, and, of course, that's what I use. I, I don't know, but you're an Audible listener. I am. Yeah, yeah I listen to Audible. It's like the only good option, though. It's a I great option. I don't know that there's much else other than Audible that has much has as many books as they do. It's true. And I, I like the credit system that they have. So if you're not familiar with Audible, you can you can use credits. And, and uh, So I signed up for, for an account and get a, a credit every month. Right. And you and keep the books. Yeah. You keep the books forever. But I, I got a um, – the very first thing I ever bought was a very expensive Bible. Uh, New King James version. Oh, really? uh, and it would have cost like eighty or ninety bucks. Really, but I was able to use one credit on it. So, sure. you know, actual cost was like fifteen dollars, right? You know, for, because of the, because of the way you buy a credit. This is awesome. This is was, was it as valuable as the having the hardcover one? Because I assume that it would have all the cross references and other cool stuff in it. I guess you don't get the leather with the audible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 hard to listen to the leather. And these are now red letters. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's dramatized, so uh, oh, it's, got, it's got really great voice right. acting in it, and, and it right. kind of brings things to life. So I, I enjoyed that. So obviously, reading is one of those things. But, but let's talk about daily habits for the Christian business leaders. So, I mean, we could talk about success habits. We could talk about things that are going to make I've got you one. Okay. So this one, I think there's this common misconception that to get ahead, you just need to work harder than the next guy. And perhaps we take this over into our Christian walk and that we need to work harder. We need to strive more in our relationship with Christ. And while I think that's a, a separate argument, uh, science is saying that it's incredibly important, not only for our effectiveness throughout the day, but for our health long term, that we actually get a good amount of sleep every night. Yeah, this is what I've been reading a lot on lately is the research that shows that most people fall in that seven to nine hour range. And actually, in terms of what they need, you mean? as far as what they need. Yeah. And I'm either short of that or over that. Actually, both of those um, will can cause longer term health problems and not as effective brain function on a day to day basis. And interesting enough, just recently, and as I'm 56 now, this is becoming more important to me. Ooh, he's they, the boomer of the bunch. That's case, right. Yeah, yeah. They are some research is showing the importance of an afternoon nap because of how our bi- <laughs> of how yeah, our bodies work with cycling. <laughs> I prefaced it rightly. I, uh, wait, wait, wait. Because the body's doing what now? <laughs> because of the way the body goes through its cycles and oh, its cycling. sleep cycles okay. and all, and it wants to take just a short break, not the deep REM sleep of the night, you but a different to one. Male menopause? No. 
Okay. <laughs> but checking. since you brought that but up, since you no, brought I'm, that I'm up, I, yeah, no. so cycling for me is a good time to read. But I, yeah, you're, you're talking about a very different type of cycling. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 um, I feel like I'm at like a long-term state of sleep deficit. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and I, and so have you have you checked the research lately on because it used to be that they would argue over whether you could ever make it up or not, right? Or whether you should, or you know whether it was um, it was aggregate. Here's what I here's what my here's what my general understanding of that is is that if you go several nights with you know just a few hours sleep and you're really short on sleep, you can't really make that up. Um, but you can get rested. So you don't, in other words, if you, if you uh, were short an aggregate over three nights of, you know, 15 hours, you can't really make that up. But if you've been living for a few years yeah. short of sleep, then you can regain health by changing your sleep patterns. And, and just and starting to get more. Starting to get more. Interesting. And often that, I think for a lot of people, that often requires going to bed earlier at night. That's not your problem, obviously. But. I'm a, yeah, I'm a morning person, so I like to get up early. Right. And, and, but that's been hard for me because I've, I've, I've not, you can't do both, right? You know, the old burning the candle. Yep. I have a guy that, that uh, was a spiritual mentor in my life that once said, you can't burn the candle at both ends, even if the candle maker gives you more wax. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was that's a, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, well, you can't indefinitely, I guess. Right, is, is on the, the long, in the, in the long right. term. So obviously, sleep is not probably the first thing that someone was thinking of when we said daily habits for daily the Christian habits. business leader. Sure. Right, but but, I, but it's I agree. really important. Here's the way I come at this, guys, and 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 this 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 could 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 tee up maybe some of the other things that we're going to be talking about in a few minutes. But I look at this as stewardship, and you know. I think as a when we say we were going to talk about this as a Christian business leader, so you're you're obviously saying I'm a Christ follower, because that's what we mean when we say Christian. We don't mean somebody that checked a box somewhere right. on a Thank census form. Yeah, so we're talking about people that are following Him, and we're talking about people who are going to try to be leaders and, and engage the the culture and engage our 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 work and our lives as as leaders. I think that we have to we have to begin with what Jesus said, and and he talked a lot about business. And I know that's a regular topic here on I work for him, but it, it's clear to me that 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 he has given us and entrusted to us certain things for us to accomplish something with, and those things that we've been entrusted with are our responsibility as steward. And the very very first one is our own bodies. It's our bodies, right? yeah, that's right. They're called the temple. It's the temple, yeah. And so clearly we have a responsibility there. And, and I think sleep is one of those, particularly for driven people, entrepreneurs, um, it's one of those things can be easily overlooked. That and diet can both be easily overlooked and sloughed by, past. And but that, breaking a sweat. And, and, but, it, but it creates really um, long-term consequences, in, including in brain function. And that's really important when you're trying to run a business. Yeah, so I think we all know what we should do with our bodies, you know, largely. I mean, at, at least writ large, we know what to do with them. Right. But uh, actually executing on that, and, and this is why I think it's a good, this is a great place to start this discussion, is because if we don't steward our bodies, there's no one else who can be given that responsibility Correct. for us. You know, correct. Um, just like as husbands and fathers, and the three of us are men. Obviously, l- ladies that are listening might be wives and and mothers. But w- we are responsible for our children. We're responsible for our spouses and our families and all that. But y- you know, you have a spouse that can can take some of the slack up and responsibility for the family. Nobody can take responsibility over the the body that's been entrusted solely to us. So, uh, so, all right. So we talked about sleep. We're talking about daily habits for the Christian business leader and, and things that we can do. We talked about our bodies and stewardship. We talked about sleep. Uh, let's talk about, uh, other, let's, uh, let's deal with the body a little more. Let's do that. Let's do, let's do those. So, well, you know, I think there's something very important that we can all agree on. Speaking of 
Especially as the great elixir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's hey, a wonderful thing. How long have we been drinking this great elixir? Going back, hundreds not, and hundreds of years. Who invented coffee? Oh, well, you know, there's a, there's a long history of coffee usage. <coughs> oh, it's Jacob Coffee. So what does this have to do with what? What does this have to do with being a Christian business leader, though? Because I'm sure somebody's listening. Going, wait a minute, are they seriously talking about coffee? Well, one of us was inhaling his coffee while we were talking about it. So. <laughs> we all brought up this topic, and everybody grabbed their cup, and there's this moment of silence as we all. Well, we sit. have it on the Grow okay, the Dream so, Show, which is our podcast. We have a, a brew of the day. Which right. Is so like here's why I think coffee is important. If you like the taste of coffee, which clearly all the three of us do, even if you're not looking for the caffeine jolt. If you're I'm definitely looking for the caffeine jolt. Right. Yeah, that's. So, but it, it, that's like, to me, that's just like a little icing on the cake because I enjoy a cup of coffee. And I think that's part of it is doing something that's enjoyable, a small, kind simple, enjoyable, yeah, yeah, treat during the day for yourself that, well, that is that is part of your day. It helps the attitude and the formulation going forward. It's like the batter. When he gets up to play some baseball, what does he do? He spits on his hands, maybe does a couple high fives here, some jumping jacks. Then he gets steps up to the plate and he hits a home run. There's also or other adjustments out. they make that either, we won't go either into. Either he's but. superstitious or he just has a good, you know, There's routine. a lot of superstition in baseball. I know there is, yeah. But, uh, well, but, 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 but your point is like getting yourself set and having like your, your this is my, yeah, my, I'm, I'm stepping into my the wife, ring. Like that's what she does first. She grabs the coffee. Sometimes I make it for her, sometimes I don't. And she sits down with her cup of coffee and she opens her Bible in the morning. Right. You know, it's totally biblical for you to make it for her. Oh, yeah. Because there's a, there's a whole book, Hebrews. <laughs> oh, my doom, oh, I'm sorry. It's bad. I know. You did that. That's so, fantastic. Or if you don't like coffee, drink some tea. Like, but you know, drink I, something and the, have a ritual. The concept holds. I think coffee really works best personally. But. It's funny for me because I, I developed the habit of getting up early and spending time with the Lord when I was, and I know we're going to talk about morning routines in a right. few minutes, right? So, but when I was in my early teens, I, I started doing it. And and this is when I, I had already been drinking coffee for a few years, but not real religiously. No puns. <laughs> so in, to speak. No yes. puns intended. So, uh, but, but you but should drink coffee religiously. I do now. That's yeah. my argument. So, but I got up in the morning and I would brew coffee and, and, and this, and then I would sit down with my Bible. And you know what I found is that it's funny how certain physio- physical characteristics like the, of your environment can sort of trigger emotional and mental and spiritual, it turns out, things. Right. And like, I truly, I know this sounds weird, but I sense the presence of God <laughs> when I'm drinking coffee. So I, 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 once had a, I once had a pastor tell me, we were talking about heaven, and he said one, one of the things he's looking forward to in heaven is the perfect cup of coffee. Wow. Well, there is a distinction we should make. I don't think that all coffee is God-ordained. I think... <laughs> This is a little extra oh, biblical, dear. I think. <laughs> I, I think the coffee that Starbucks makes is a sin. Oh, I see. <laughs> hey, listen. We were when we got here Nasty. to the studio today. There's a gentleman, and I, and I really should have asked him his name because I think oh, I, 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 and I didn't. I feel bad about this, but he was making cafecito. Mm, he was know. making some Cuban coffee, and I said something about how it smelled, and he actually gave me a cup. I and know. I'm telling you, the presence of the Lord just <laughs> washed over me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I and I had to work on my covetousness. I know. I felt bad. I mean, he just... I, Not I, he, bad he, enough to share it. He only had... Well, I did offer... <laughs> oh. Is it Kimo? Is that his name? Kimo... Chemo. Oh, man. Chemo, you rock, dude. Yeah, you that are was just great. my hero. Golly, just the smell alone. 
but uh, but that's a good thing. And so uh, so so I really I, I enjoy it. But I, we should point out there is research, and I'm not going to pretend to be the science expert, medical expert here. There is research that talks about long term benefits Absolutely. of caffeine usage, and, and more and more. I mean, within a, uh, you know a certain right, range, there are it's not endless, right? Yeah. So my favorite story, however, is anecdotal. Okay. At one time, the oldest living man in the United States, he was something like 114 or something, was asked shortly before he died. What is the secret to your longevity? And he said, and I quote, coffee, it's the elixir of life. Uh, and so I, I don't need any more data than that, really. That was enough for you because he was, was so enough. old. Yeah. Yes, because he was so old and I just needed something to reinforce my previous belief. If he had said wild parties and chain smoking, would you have gone with that? Is See, that, that wasn't my previous well, belief. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, so he, he confirmed your previous Correct. belief. Correct. Okay. <laughs> what about folks in, in the Bible? Were they drinking coffee? I don't. I, there's no reference. It's true. In it, fact, when we did a Daniel fast a few years ago, someone decided that you had to remove coffee from your diet if you were going to do the Daniel. And I said, "Listen, there is no biblical basis for that whatsoever." <laughs> so anyway, the Bible was but that's because they didn't silent. have it in Persian in times. Persian times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so um, what about what about the other the other physical habits? Uh, I, are there any? Yeah. I oh, think we Floridians I, I, know about one. How about breaking a sweat? How about the importance of sweating each day? I you mean, can sweating stand is, still in Florida and break a sweat. Yeah, absolutely I mean, can, particularly yeah, in certain months. But I mean, there's there's a real um, health benefit to sweating, and at the you know, in a number of things. But one of the big ones is it releases toxins out of the body in a very efficient way. Did you know that? I, I'm I'm. I'm sure that I've experienced it. Uh, <laughs> well, it's the truth. It's one of those ways uh, that that uh, God made the body to be able to. Uh, excrete, at least in the fallen form, toxins. So now, Rod, you have a daily uh, habit of exercise, right? Is it seven days or five right. days? or? Well, more like five days. I mean, I, I have a morning routine, which we can talk about if we want to, but I, I try and work out about five days a week. Yeah, you should tell us about your morning routine. You're in great shape. I, I mean, I, I, seriously, I like when I'm 56, I hope to look like you. <laughs> well, I'm not as in good a shape as I was a few months ago. So I had a minor injury that made me have to so, sort of pull back on everything because I'm trying to be smart now and not work through injuries and make them worse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm not... How about you, Josh? Do you have a do you have a regular habit uh, of I've not been doing breaking a sweat? I haven't been doing as much. And the, but, but, but you, I, no, you bicycle. Don't I'd you? like to bicycle, and that's one of the times that I listen to to audiobooks. And so I I use it. I sort of kill two stones with one bird, so to speak. I I like to <laughs> I like to ride and listen. And so like I, I digested a really great uh, business book. It's not particularly a Christian business book, but a, a really great business book in the last uh, you know few weeks over the span of 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 bicycle cycling and listening and, nice. it, and it's made a huge difference in my business so i i think wait really yeah what, it, it, like measurable yeah well uh i i, I yeah talking, it, like i think 10, it has been 10 percent so the book is called profit first and it's uh, a it's an approach p-r-o-f-i-t yeah not yeah not 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 the major profits and minor profits <laughs> right. but the, the the actual kind that are supposed to add up in Prophesy a business first yeah yeah but no this is um this is a book that that kind of causes you to rethink how you approach the financial side of your business and instead of thinking about profits as the stuff that's left over after you you know subtract your expenses from your revenue the gentleman who wrote the book says you know our habits as as business owners typically are we run the business out of whatever's in the bank account and he said so you have to give yourself less in the bank account to work with so he says take the profit first move it out so actually it's, it's i don't i can't possibly do the book justice but what it's done is i've opened up a number of additional bank accounts and and moving the money into other places so that it doesn't get touched 
um, and setting aside things for like taxes and owner pay of all things. Wow. So it really is just a psychological concept of if you don't see the balance in the bank account, right. I, mean, I know there's more truth than this, there you is, won't but, spend yeah. it. Yeah, it's true. And it's a it's it's a really interesting. So did, did you find yourself able to absorb this book better because you're doing it while exercising and the body was releasing those endorphins and, and, and sprucing along the brain and all? I mean, seriously, there's science there. There is. There is. And if people talk about the runner's high. Right. And some which of those is things. totally true. Right. And so I, maybe so. Um, I don't. I don't pretend to understand that completely, but I can tell you that it, it does make a difference. And, right. uh, and so I enjoy it. So we're going to talk about, though, uh, it, it leads me to something. And that is that there is a discipline that I believe God has called us to that we haven't talked about yet. Hey, yo. The morning routine. Josh. Yeah? Talk to me. You want to hear a bad morning routine? Sure. So you wake up, you look over at your bed table, there's your phone. Ooh, it's screaming oh, for look. attention. Somebody tagged you in a photo on Instagram. Maybe you're not popular, but you have a hundred work emails. So you open your email program. Next thing you know, 30 minutes have gone by. You've responded to some emails. You feel really great about... No, you don't. You feel horrible. Don't you? And then you spend the rest of the day being dictated by those notifications. You're behind the eight ball. Ooh, behind the ball. You know Mm -hmm. what? I'm going to confess something to you guys. Uh I downloaded and installed... Eight ball pool on my Android smartphone. Really? Don't that... do it. I'm telling you, man, it's addictive. Okay. I got I got sucked into it, and you get because you got to win. You know, you got to win the games, and it, it like it pairs you up with. So when I say I'm behind the eight ball, sometimes I have been lately. Actually, I really have been. It's... This is that's one reason why I refuse to put anything like that on my phone or my computer because I know in my personality that's what I would do, and I would start losing vast chunks of time to it. So because you have to win. You're like uh, one of those guys. I'm very competitive, win. and I'm a little bit addictive too. Yeah, does so that mean we have that's that, a bad uh, combo. Addictive personality. If you're uh, one of those folks that uh, that's me, and I know it is. So I simply I just keep too. it away from me. So I'm going to tee this up with Proverbs one three, um, and, I, and I'm, I, I got these. I like these out of the Amplified, but here, here, when it's talking about the the idea of Proverbs, like the whole idea behind Proverbs, just for context here. And so we pick up right in the middle of the sentence, but he says he's talking about receiving instruction in wise dealing. And the discipline of wise thoughtfulness, righteousness, justice, and integrity. But that phrase has always jumped out at me. I'm totally like ripping it out of context. But um, (laughs) that phrase has always jumped out at me, the discipline of wise thoughtfulness. And so, Josh, do you meditate? Uh, No. Isn't that... uh... What, what religion does that come from? (laughs) Isn't that... uh, That's that Eastern paganism. Isn't that a Buddhism thing? Like Wild like Eastern or, 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 yoga paganism. Rod, do you meditate? Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> what is sort of meditate? Well, because I meditate on scripture. I know that. Um, and, you know, I, it sort of depends on what you mean by meditate. So it, do I cross my legs in a fashion which I'm not even capable of doing <laughs> and hold my fans in a, hands in a funny way? And, and go, hum mm, a syllable, right? Yeah. Right. No. No. No, I do not do that. I don't either. But do I read the Bible and then close it and think about it? Or actually, in this case, just turn my phone over and think about it and ponder that scripture and everything? Yeah, I absolutely do that. And then I have little conversations with God about that scripture and all. And I think that's a form of meditation. At least that's how I perceive it. I I would certainly call that a form of meditation. Where were you going with this? How do you meditate? So, I I mean, I certainly do what Rod just described. I think that's part of the deal. And and I feel like if I, whether it's my phone or whether it's a a game or anything that might scream for attention first in the morning, to me, if I don't take time first while I'm walking to make the coffee, for example, <laughs> or, or while I'm making the coffee, or while I'm drinking the coffee. Uh, if I don't take time first to direct my focus 
and direct my attention mentally, I find that I lose control over the discipline of my mind. And it, and it's not that it can't be regained for the day. I don't mean like the day is done. I just mean that it's 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 there is something there that you can only capture when it's first right sure. in the right. morning. And so I that's one of the things that I really work on. But I, I I like this phrase, the discipline of wise thoughtfulness, because especially if we're going to present ourselves as leaders, if we're going to endeavor to lead, if we're going to endeavor to be Christ followers. If we spend our lives reactionary to the world, if we spend our lives instead of being proactive and setting the pace for our lives and for our environment or our business or whatever it might be, then that phrase of being behind the eight ball is going to be where we're going to be. You know, if we don't if we don't step into that and say, no, I'm going to I like, you know, that moment in the Lord of the Rings. You guys saw the Lord of the Rings. Heck yeah. When multiple times Gandalf over over. is um, he's crossing that chasm. Yes. And there's that thing looming. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, I forget. Does it have a name? It does Belrog. have a name. The Belrog. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And they're in Moria. They're in the mines. But he gets his staff and he just he says, "You shall not pass." That's the one. And <laughs> but it, but it's like I I am going to take charge of this situation right now. And I feel like if we don't do that, our minds are are actual excellent. minds. Right. You know, are are subject to just being bombarded. Yep. And they will be either notifications. Yeah. Worries, fears thoughts, concerns, yep. desires, whatever it might be, all of this stuff just bombards us. And um, and so I think there's a diligence and a dis- and it really is a discipline. Yes it is. Because because I'm a thinker by nature, you know, so I'm going to be thinking. It's just a matter of what are you going to be thinking about? What am I going to be thinking about? Yep. Exactly. Yep. There there is another part of Lord of the Rings in the Mines of Moria where Gandalf <laughs> says to Frodo, what matters is what are you going to do with the time oh, you've been given? Boy, that's so true. Is that while they're sitting down waiting for the door? Yeah, yeah it's be, be, the, I think follow your nose. Itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he says, yes. but, but you're right. He says, we don't get to choose the times in which you right. know, we're born or that's whatever. Right. But, but, but the question is, what do we do with it? And so we can squander it easily with all the notifications and the taggings oh. and the Pinterest and everything. Um, but more and more what I've come to, and I think I mentioned it earlier oh, in the no, show, was the importance... <laughs> To be on purpose. Yeah. That exactly. we do things on purpose and purposely and, and, a, and, a, and a purposeful morning routine, I think is really important. I, I, this is one step I've used that it's been, I, I have never looked back, but I have shut off so many apps, like restricted them so they cannot send me notifications. Right. At I all. don't get notifications. Like you're not just talking like a time of day. You're just talking period. Never. Right. Facebook. Twitter. I uninstalled Facebook. Uh, I do not get email notifications. Yeah, I don't either. The only notifications I do have are Slack, but those shut off after a certain period of time. So yeah, I am protecting the evenings. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Slack is a, is a work messaging app, if you aren't familiar with it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and text messages, I obviously still get those. But. Yeah, those. I only I only get, yeah, I get text messages and I get Slack and Messenger. Facebook Messenger, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, those, yeah. Those, I do have uh, that one on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chat heads pop up, and they're a little right. hard to... Yeah, but, right. I, but I, I'm, I'm pretty much and the same And that's it. Way. Everything else is off. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way in terms of notifications. I do use Facebook for my device, but I only use it in the browser. Uh, actually, I just get better device performance <laughs> without the app. <laughs> you're doing, you're I, such a nerd. I really do, but, uh, but that's me. So let me... let me, let me, let How about me, this uh, device right here? That's yeah. the performance you need. So, so let's talk about head. that. So Proverbs 21.5 Proverbs 21, says this. It says, The thoughts of the steadily diligent tend only to plenteousness but everyone who is impatient and hasty mm-hmm. hastens only to want right so i don't know about you but i like the idea of plenty 
<laughs> like, right. you know, and, and you want to hasten to it sometimes. I think Zig Ziglar said, you know, I've, I've been in the situation where I didn't have money, and I've been in the situation where I had money. And, and having it is better. And having it is better, yeah. And he also said money is not the most important thing in life. He said, but it is reasonably close to oxygen. <laughs> it is. Everybody needs a certain amount. You do. And yeah. so, so, but, but the, so I like the idea of plenty. And, it, but it says the thoughts of the steadily diligent. And, and I know we talked earlier, Josh, you brought up, and, and very importantly, you brought up the idea that we shouldn't work ourselves into exhaustion and, and there should be limits on the amount that we work. Oh, yeah. But I feel like sometimes as believers, we let ourselves off the hook where diligence is concerned. Mm-hmm. And, and and we 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 could talk about why that is. I think some of it is our theology sometimes and what He's we've been taught. Diligence in our faith. I'm not just talking about it in our faith. I'm talking because I think the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Uh huh. In other words, if you're not very diligent in your faith, you're also not going to be diligent in your in your work. You're not going to be diligent as a father or a mother. You're not going to be diligent in your relationships. There. In other words, and I know that that we can all have areas where we like hyper focus on one thing and the other stuff falls apart. I, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just a. a you're talking about character. Really. I, I am really. It, thank you, because I think sometimes as believers we have this. Um, in fact, you know, let me, let me let me rephrase it this way. There's not a fish on my business card. Mm-hmm. There's not one on my car either, for good reason. Well, that yeah, that's a whole different. We, I mean, you know, you don't want to turn people off toward the gospel, exactly. right? Yeah. But no, the the business card is different though, because I, I feel like sometimes we lean on Christianity, mm-hmm. or we can not all of us, but sometimes we we find people that lean on Christianity, and they find that well, hey, brother, that excuses my lack of diligence, because hey, we're brothers in the Lord, right? And you know, you're gonna let me off as a as a client or mm-hmm. as a business relationship or whatever. And I, I, I feel like that happens, right. whether it should or not. I mean, it shouldn't, it but should it does. Right. No. Um, and, and so I feel like this is an area where I think believers need to put on our big boy pants and step up to the plate and do a more excellent job in our work than anybody else, whether we tell anybody we're believers or not. And I know some people approach faith in the workplace as something that, like, you know, I want people to read the Bible in me and and tell me that they discovered it. You know, they discovered right. that there was something different about me, and that's right. my my opportunity. Other people want to say, hey, look, you know, this is a this is a, a Christian business, and, I, and I'm okay with both of those. I just feel like if we don't have the, the goods to back up the, the, the claim— that um, well, you, you have to walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk to a lost world. Um, so I, I'm fine with either of those two. I actually think that the the former that you mentioned there, where I just want them to be able to you know perceive it in me in some mystical way. I think you'd have to live a pretty radically Christ-like life to really stand out that way. I, I I couldn't reach that bar right now probably and never have. So I've been a little bit more open with it myself in the workplace. But having said that, even willing to talk out loud about jesus and about scriptures and about truths like that the realization that now you are being held to a higher standard by the world and that is not hypocritical that's actually right we should be being held to a higher standard i agree um do your work is unto the lord you know and and there's a there's a hebrew term and i'm sure this has been discussed plenty on i work for him but there's a there's a hebrew word avodah um, I think is the correct pronunciation. I could be wrong about that. Avodah. But it is a word that is translated both work and worship. Huh. Same word. Right. And I think in that Hebraic mindset, sometimes you know, this idea that what you do is actually an expression of worship. 
in a real way. And that is incredibly powerful when you it, think about it. It is, because too often we have divided the question on worship, and we've put it off into a one certain area in one place at right. one time on Sunday morning, when it actually should be a part of our life and our attitude towards God is always in worship, including in work. This is very philosophical and okay. very interesting, but, but what habits do we do daily to be professional? Is there something kind of practical we can do? I well, think so. Well, well I think well, so, uh, so there's a practicality a that creates the character we were talking about. And, and I think we need to, to talk about a couple of those in the next segment coming up. But this is why I brought up the discipline of wise thoughtfulness and the thoughts of is steadily diligent. Because I think that you exhibit being diligent, and I think in, and that begins internally. You don't, you don't demonstrate diligence in your work externally without having also demonstrated it internally. So it's a, it's a mindset and that, is that where you're going with meditation? Possibly? Yeah, yeah. So when I, when I, like, like Rod said, I'm not talking about, you know, this Eastern idea. I'm talking about the, 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 the idea that I'm going to set the tone of my mind and like a powerful locomotive, the mind is a very powerful thing, but it runs best on rails. You set <laughs> the direction. And uh, you try to take a locomotive through a field of grass, it's not going to work very well. Sometimes, sometimes we do that with our minds. But today we're talking about daily habits for the Christian business leader. We were just talking about meditation. Mm. So, Josh. Well, I mean, okay, so you, we keep like saying meditation like it's, you know, like it's no big deal. But is meditation in the, in the content context you're talking about, is it the same thing as prayer? And are you practicing yoga in the morning? Is that just, that's your... <laughs> Rod, is that what you do in the mornings? Actually, yoga is part of what I do. Yeah, I mean, I just know Are you that going it's, to hell for that? Is I don't that, think so, because yeah. it's just stretching and balancing stuff. I'm not umming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, because I, I, I think sometimes, sometimes the, the Eastern um, stuff like yoga and, and, and some of those practices, I think they have great understanding of the body. And I think that some of the mysticism that crept in, you, you even find that in, in Indian history, they purge the mysticism out of yoga and these other practices every so often. Right. So. Oh, really? Yeah, it's true. Um, because it's because it's not entirely a spiritual thing. I think it's, it's part of it is just caring for your body. So that's good. So, uh, so people that practice meditation, do you think they're they're practicing a spiritual um, a tool that maybe? God designed for us? I do. I think yep. that's true. I think that you, as a believer, I think because I believe we're inhabited by the Holy Spirit. Right. So I think that when we meditate as believers, especially when we're talking about the mental side of, you know, pondering scripture, mulling it over, um, or just thinking about diligence, thinking, making thoughtful plans for our lives and our businesses, that's all good stuff. Well, the, the, I understand the, the traditional practice of meditation is about clearing your mind. Yeah, which I don't do. I don't believe in that. I don't believe well, in clearing your mind. I mean, yeah. if we clear our mind, is is uh, are we then more receptive to his voice? I believe in focusing my mind. So, the Bible I talks, do believe in listening to him. The Bible says renew our mind. It doesn't yeah. ever say clear it or anything. It says renew it, and that's in the washing of the word. So basically renewing it through knowing your Bible. I, I would I would, I would, would agree that's definitely a big part of it. But yeah. I, I mean, I've heard it argued from the pulpit, the importance of silence. And, and maybe that's well, there's the, also the scripture says, be still and know that I am God yes. yeah. and listen to the still well. small voice behind us. So, yep. So um, we want to hear about your habits. What do you do as a business leader? 
as a believer. Um, why don't you reach out to us? You can find a way to do that on the I Work For Him website. It'd be fun to hear your feedback about that. And as we wind up another episode of the I Work For Him show, I want to thank you for listening to I Work For Him today. Also, thanks to Ace for his support today. Fantastic for handling the controls with precision and excellence and awesomeness. And also thanks to our show sponsors. You can find out more about them and about I Work For Him on the website at iworkforhim.com. Listen, when you get home today, Please take some time to go to the website, IWorkForHim.com. There you'll find all sorts of great resources, including links to all of our archives from the past shows, the ability to join I Work For Him Nation, and also a link to uh, get the podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or in any place that you get uh, podcasts. And uh, this is what I use to lean on. Okay, so we learned today that our faith can impact our workplace by our habits. That's right. Mm-hmm. By meditation, by coffee. <laughs> Doing things on purpose. <laughs> and Absolutely. Sweating. And sweating. There's an epic battle going on for the souls of our coworkers and our employees. Join the I Work For Him nation and commit uh, to praying for them each and every day by name. We need to be purposeful in our actions to them each and every day by befriending them at every turn. We need to be intentional and looking for ways to serve them. Our Savior and Lord needs you and me to be the best employee around, the best business leader around, so that people will be asking, why? Remember, you may be the only Jesus your co-workers and employers, employees may ever meet. You and me, we need to prepare for this battle. Go out to iWorkForHim.com. Join the I Work For Him nation. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, David Johnson, your guest host today. I'm a Christ follower. I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you to Josh Muccio and Rod Thompson for being here today. 